Hey guys, this is Eugene and Andrea. Again, we are back with yes. another episode of What's Black Love Got to Do With yes. It? Make sure you visit our web our website at webuildlegacy.com to download your free resource, What's Black Love Got to Do With It? Yes, we have um, laid the foundation of our own historical context, which I think is absolutely lovely even though I went off on a few tangents. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you something. Um, it's time to make some decisions now. Um, and we're asking, why does any of it matter? Why does it matter? Because that's the question that people say whenever they're presented with um, cognitive justice to, to replace the cognitive dissonance. And if you didn't see what cognitive justice was, go back and read the introduction. Whenever people are faced with these other facts and these other narratives and more than one story, then people are like, so why does it matter? It's not a big deal. You know, why does it matter anyway? And we just want to make sure that we understand it does matter. It matters. It absolutely matters. Okay. So um, let's see. All right. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? All of this information is important because every other culture, ethnicity, and race of people that makes up the U.S. landscape looks back to the land of their people to establish cultural context. Those of Asian descent are not criticized for valuing their cultures or for honoring their ancestors. Western Europeans reach back to the accomplishments of the Greeks and the Romans as a foundation upon which they can build. African people, though dispersed around the world, should do the same. When thinking about marriage and committed romantic partnerships, consider these thoughts. Just as African peoples have different names for, the, for God, the Most High, the Divine, based on their language, with different explanations for the helpers, angels, ancestors, orishas, etc., they also have unique marriage practices. Marriage means different things in different cultures. In some countries in Africa, the traditional commitment before the family and community still carries more weight than the white wedding, as it is often called. Who gets to decide what customs carry the most weight in your relationship? Ultimately, you do. While in the U.S., there is often a hierarchy and arguments about whether a married woman should drop her family name. There are places, even in the diaspora in Latin America, where it is customary to carry both family names or emphasize the matriarchal lineage. Many practices are more about cultural traditions than they are about the evidence of a commitment to live in partnership with another person in a certain way. If you don't like the mold, if you don't fit the mold, you can either seek to further assimilate like a square peg in a circle hole, or you can accept that you really do not fit 
that mold and you can do something different. You can serve yourself and your family best if you prioritize making, maintaining, and maximizing the connection in your romantic partnership. One of the greatest challenges to African-American couples in the U.S. in recent years has been the continued attempt to adopt practices and patterns from the majority culture that do not serve us. They really don't. It is double-mindedness that creates cognitive dissonance and, for some, mental instability. When we do not understand the different facets of our relationships, we can experience cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance occurs whenever there is a contradiction between, between someone's knowledge, opinion, and belief about something and the reality of the person's life, behaviors, and environment. Simply put, it is the internal discord that is birthed when a person believes one thing but seeks to do another thing. This often happens in romantic partnerships. When one or both of the partners have individual beliefs that do not line up with their behaviors. For some, the internal discord may cause partners to try harder to fit themselves or their partners into expected roles. However, the dissonance, this dissonance can also provoke individuals to seek new ways to relieve the tension and disharmony in their relationships. After hundreds of years of romantic unions not being acknowledged in the same way that white men and white women's relationships were acknowledged in the U.S., we should be intentional about how we decide to partner with others so that our relationships work toward our highest good. Why does it matter? Why? It matters so much. I mean, it really does. We have to be intentional. Intentionality is a huge, huge thing. And we can listen to all the information that's given and act as if it's not a big deal and just be like, oh, well, whatever. Why are you stirring the waters? Why are you doing whatever? You're just causing confusion. You're just whatever. No, I'm not causing confusion. I'm trying to help alleviate, alleviate some confusion because what I'm saying is your cognitive dissonance, your angst, your, your, all of the contemplation, your dread to get up and go do certain things, all of those things, many of them are based in thinking and believing one thing, but seeking to act out another thing. We're blaming other people for other situations because we don't have the peace and we're not experiencing a uh, life that um, uh, a life that would actually work for us. And we're experiencing life working against us because we're not taking the responsibility we need uh, to realize that the square peg that we're trying to fit in is just not us. And we need to stop blaming other people and take a look on the inside. Take responsibility. Take the courage to be different. It be okay. You know, be okay. This is what I can tell you. All the things that people said, you know, your kids, you're going to, I was going to mess up my black boys. That's what I was told. They're not going to be real black men. That's what I was told. You're homeschooling them. They're not going to be real black men. You're going to make them, they're not going to be real black men. They got to, and everybody had ideas. Everybody had ideas. But what I, what we needed to do, we weren't asking nobody for nothing. We want anything. But we were doing what we thought was best for our family. 
And now on this other side, the other side of all of this, one, the oldest one in Japan, the other one, a uh, the next one, a mechanical engineer, the, uh, the next one about to go to Fisk University, the next one in the IB program, the International Baccalaureate program at his school. But we were messing our kids up, according to them, because we were doing something that wasn't common. And that's what we're asking you to do. Look at what you have privilege our ancestors did not have. They did not have some of these choices that we have. And I'd actually talk about it, I think, in a, in, a, in a minute. We have these opportunities. That's all we're saying. It matters because as we're talking about freeing ourselves, some of these freedoms won't come because they legislate it. It won't come just because we assimilate better. Teach. Some of it is only going to come because we decide to do something different. And let us remind you that when you decide to do something, different and you decide to walk in the courage that your ancestors have planted down on the inside of you hey it's not going to be easy but i'm gonna tell you would you rather live around many people that accept you for who you're not or be accepted by just a few people who love you for who you really truly are because in the end, what matters is your peace of mind. And your peace of mind is so important because from that peace, you begin to develop offspring and legacy and um, begin to push forward ideas that will, prom will promote not only healing, but actually a sustainable uh, uh, venue for you and your offsprings and the generations to follow. But it takes courage and it takes going against the grain. It takes accepting the fact that the way you have been trying to process life out for yourself and for your family and the people around you, it just doesn't fit in the same narrative as what your family did before you or what people in another organization have been encouraging for me for you. You know it's not right. You know it doesn't fit in some way. So that's why we say to take time out to take inventory to take courage and step back and look, here it is right here. And I just love the way Dr. Duva puts it. I don't wanna take up too much time, but she says, after hundreds of years of romantic unions not being acknowledged in the same way that white men and women's relationships were acknowledged in the United States, we should be intentional about how we decide to partner with others so that our relationships work toward our highest goods, our, our highest good. Dr. Dula did a content analysis of about four or five major uh, African-American um, marriage relationship, relationship curriculum. education curriculum. And she noticed that there was some, in each curriculum, they had identified a particular term um, that wasn't common in the life of many African-Americans today. It was just commonplace for us to say yeah. that, uh, uh, you know, the way there, there was a time when, uh, when uh, the, men did, the men did this and then the women had to stay at home. And they're like, wait a minute. Now, that didn't I, happen in my family. Why am I going to co-sign on that? I didn't know but two women 
in my whole life who stayed home that were black women. And I was I was like, why why are we telling this to people? You know, that doesn't mean that there were no black women who were able to do it. But that is not our narrative. That is not the narrative. You know, I want to just take a minute. You were talking and something came to my spirit and I didn't want to interrupt you. Yes. So I'm going to try to um, get it back. But yes. I just really want to speak this over you. You know, you were thinking you were talking about you saying why be accepted in a place by many people, but not feel comfortable yes. yourself versus, you know, really taking time to do the inventory in yourself and, and finding as I would say, you know, just allowing those people to come around you that are in, are supposed to be in your circle. Um, what came to me while you were talking, and I just want to declare it over you all. When you decide, you know, when you're looking and we're talking about what our ancestors were not able to do. I love that that people when people say, you know, we are um, our ancestors' wildest dreams. We really are. And, and what came to my spirit that I want to wow. declare over you yes. is that when you decide that you are ready to do that work, to take that privilege that was not afforded to our ancestors and begin to walk in those freedoms like they had before they were trafficked over here. When you begin to do that, they will rally with you. I felt that in my spirit and I wanted to say that. Okay? You won't be doing it alone. It might feel lonely sometimes. You won't be doing it alone. You won't be by yourself when you decide to listen to your spirit. One of the biggest challenges is, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. One of the biggest challenges that we can face sometimes. I'm the amen corner. <laughs> oh my God. One of the biggest challenges that we face sometimes is that we are, um, we're, we're just afraid. We're afraid to do something um, that would make us look or think or whatever different. But then we go listen to a motivational speaker that says, do be there to be different. Wow. And we just don't relate that to our personal relationships. Mm -hmm. We don't relate that to all the things that we could. And I just want to encourage you, just know this, you won't be alone. Yes. This transformation that we are sensing is happening among black, amongst black people. It's going to require something different from us. I say this all the time. You know, I mentioned before in a different video, you know, looking at my DNA test and just spread out just from all over parts of Africa, just Africa. I claim the whole continent. I just claim the whole continent. With that, I claim all of that DNA that comes from this part and that part. I claim the ones that did agriculture. I claim the hunters. I claim the artisans. I claim the singers and the dancers. I claim the scientists. I claim the architects. Teach. I claim everything. And I believe that when I say, I, when, I, when, when I activate the DNA, when I acknowledge that, that flows through me. Teach, talk about it. That I am not doing this on my own anymore. And no, this is not putting anything down. Here, I mean exactly what I'm saying. Our spirituality, you have yours your way, whatever that is for you. Understand that it's not you traveling it by yourself. For me, what I identify with, my mother who's been an ancestor since three months before I married 26 years ago. Mm. I spent most years, he acknowledged her. He would say things. He would let me know, you know, your mom's, you know, that. 
I just, I didn't have a place for it because my Christianity didn't allow room for that, to be asking for the body to be present with the Lord. I didn't have a place to acknowledge my mother and I did not for almost 20 years. I would just get angry when he would say, your mom, she just wants me to, I would get so angry because he knew my mom before she passed. And I made a space for her. And when I made a space for her, she began to help me. Now you take that and do with it what you want to. You don't have to acknowledge your ancestors, but guess what? I'm acknowledging mine. And when I acknowledge them, they help me. That's why it matters. Guys, what we want to do is we want to share with you that um, Andrea and I, Dr. Mason and I have very much helpful resources for you. So please visit our website at webuildlegacy.com. Not only to to download this free, free resource, amazing yeah. resource, What's Black Love Got to Do With It? We will walk with you to assist you. You know, sometimes it takes friends. It takes encouragers, people who believe in you. Guess what? We believe in you. And as you begin to go inside to look for uh, those ancestral calls that um, draw deep in from your inner being. We will walk into with process with you until you get to that place where you're actually doing it on your own. So please visit webuildlegacy.com and find out ways that you can partner with us. Um, we have a lot of material there uh, that are free and a lot of material that you will make investments that you will not um, uh, regret exactly. the, the investment. Uh, Help you look at things in a whole different way. Exactly. Exactly. We've done it. Um, uh, we have four uh, young men that we're so proud of. So like proud. she was saying, uh, Dr. Mason was saying earlier, our oldest is in Japan. We're so proud of him. Uh, our next oldest, he's in uh, Tennessee, mechanical engineer. We have another young man that is on his way to Fisk University, majoring in economics. And then another uh, the last of the Mohicans. Oh my gosh, He's that one. <laughs> an IB uh, program at his high school. And we're just so uh, thankful for our path, what we've uh, done up to this point. Uh, we've had so many different influences from uh, the church, our family, our friends, uh, our culture. jobs, African culture. And we're taking all these experiences all to be thankful to place us on the path of where we need to be at this present moment. And we believe that it's our job to be in this present moment to assist you um, to build legacy um, from a paradigm that will uh, meet your highest good yeah. in your all of your relationships, in business, in your workplace, in your recreation, uh, so that you can have that peace of mind to uh, co-create an environment that's going to be helpful for your generation that's here now and for the next. So, okay, we are almost at the end of this. We can't wait to hear from you. So make sure you comment and you like and you subscribe and all those things. Let us know your thoughts. Okay, share all it right? with a friend. Share absolutely. It with a friend. Let somebody else know so they can get in on this good stuff. 